Welcome to Blended the Podcast. I'm Sierra. I'm Destiny. We're your co-hosts, go-to beauty pros, and new besties. Blended is more than us mixing our friendships and business. It's blending culture, ethnicity, and personalities in a safe haven where we can finally build the community the beauty industry has been lacking. Join us in today's conversations as we rewrite the beauty standards. Welcome back to Blended the Podcast. We're going to kind of share with you guys the different ways that you can, as a stylist, pick what kind of salon structure you want to be in. Yeah. So there's a few different salon structures. You can do commission, you can do 1099 booth rent, or you can rent a space. And between the two of us, we've done all of those. Yeah. So (laughs) we can share. I've done, we've both done three days. No, you've done all of them. I've done all of them. Yeah. I have mission salon suites. Oh, just kidding. Well, yeah. being your own spot, being in your own spot. Yeah. Because we're going to kind of break that down. But yeah. yeah. So you started out commission and I started out commission. In salons? Yeah. Like doing hair. Yeah. I, there was like a, a pay structure in the salon that I was in where if you hit a certain amount of sales then it was commissioned. Oh, but you were hourly. Then, yeah, so it was oh, hourly. Oh, interesting. Then, which I thought was better because I wanted that stability and that safety yeah. and that's how they uh, like rope you in and get yeah. you. And if I wasn't hitting my goals, I was only making minimum wage. Doing hair. Doing hair. Minimum wage. But they were like, but, 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 you get all your tips. Interesting. I was like, I could be a servant right now. But it pushed me really hard to build my books really fast and like really hit those goals. So if you hit your goals, then it switched to being commissioned and you can make really good money that way. Okay. So I kind of did both. Yeah, that's interesting. One place. As like a W2. Yeah. Yeah. So commission wise, I started out commission and commission has its pros and cons. Commission can be great Mm -hmm. if the salon structure is good healthy yeah exactly mm-hmm. for me if i'm working commission somewhere and i'm making less than 50 percent commission 50 percent or less i better not be doing anything that's just my opinion I mean, yeah. as as a commission stylist making 40 percent, i don't think that i should be having to book my clients and i'm not talking about bringing people in i'm talking about physically booking my clients like physically reaching out to them. I shouldn't be running a business within a commission salon. Yeah. I also think that being at a lower commission, you need to have perks such as education Mm -hmm. or kind of like you, where you have the opportunity to make more money if you hit certain points. I kind of always struggled with commission because like I always go above and beyond. Yeah. And it doesn't help me. You know, it helped me in a way where when I was ready to not be commissioned, my clients all followed me because I had built that relationship with them. Yeah. But I think a lot of people look at commission and think it sucks, but it doesn't have to suck. No, it doesn't. The salon that I was at, I actually know a few girls who are still there in, in those salons. And I think their commission rate went up to 70%. Yeah. And it, yes. Yeah. Kind of my opinion with the commission, the lower your commission, the less you as a stylist should have to do. Yes. And then the higher your commission, like the more involved you You could be, you should become. Yeah. So it's like commission isn't always bad. I think it's important to, to kind of like talk about what do the opportunities here look like for me? Number one, do I get to raise my commission Mm -hmm. if I hit certain benchmarks? Mm -hmm. What is included? Like, do you have salon culture? Do we have team building? Yeah. Do we have healthcare? Do Mm -hmm. we have advanced education? Because like if you're taking a lower commission, but you're getting other perks, 
Yeah. And it I think it's work. really good if there's continuing education mm-hmm. in a lot of salons. And I feel like a lot of salons that do have good commission rates do bring in. And I think it's also important education. to make sure. I think a lot of times it's easy for a salon to overpromise you stuff. Mm-hmm. So even like, what does advanced education look like? Is like, is that on the books or is that just something you're saying, but it doesn't actually yeah, happen? Yeah, get those details. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So those are kind of like the pros and cons of commission. It's also nice, too, because as a commission stylist, you shouldn't be paying for any supplies or anything like that. Mm -mm. So it's good because you don't have to fork up any money up front. Yeah, you don't have to buy your color. Exactly. Your next step would be a 1099. You can do 1099 in a salon. You can do 1099 as like a contractor Mm -hmm. because you can also do commission like or I guess do do like wedding stuff like that. Do they do commission? Like it's a commission, so. but it's a 1099. It's I kind of like both. Yeah. It's both. Like you're getting commission. It's considered commission pay structure. Because you, you've had something interesting where like I've done weddings before and I was paid a commission, but you're doing something now where with weddings as a contractor. I'm collecting you, the money and yeah. I'm paying my uh-huh. team. Yeah. Yeah. But I work on two hair and makeup teams. Yeah. And in one of them, they collect payment and then they cut each stylist a check at the end of the week, right? And then the other team that I'm on, we collect payment. The commission structure is higher. Yes. And, and then that- I pay like the owners of the company their part of the commission. And that's something you have to look for too, because like you can be a commission stylist as a 1099. When you're a 1099, mm-hmm. you're paying for Everything. Everything. Yeah. So you definitely need to make sure your commission is higher. Yeah. Because you're paying for your supplies that are needed. Mm -hmm. I've heard of some salons doing 1099 as like stylists doing hair Mm -hmm. where they're not supplying it. So like, I don't know too much about that. Yeah. It's been very rare. I've heard someone talk about it before. And I'm like, that's interesting. It has to do with taxes and stuff like that. But for the most part, if you're 1099, you're a contractor. So you're going to be supplying your own stuff. Yeah. Which means that your commission needs to be higher because you're paying you're for You're paying your taxes your suppli- and all of your products. Your taxes and your supplies. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So you've got commission 1099. And then a next step you could do is booth rent. So yeah. I've never done booth rent, but Sierra's done a structure like that. Yeah. So it was more so like I was working within another business. I was taking my lash clients within that business. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't have clients on days and I would go in on those days, schedule my clients on those days. And we kind of had like a trade system set up to where like I wasn't physically paying money, but I was providing services to the owner. And like that added up into money, which was amazing for me at first as yeah. a beginning lash artist. Cause it was really, it's scary to go yeah. out there and like commit to something like a lease or always having to pay the owner of the business or something like that. So I was renting a space in a way, but the ways that I can relate to some of you, if you were to rent a chair or something like that, that's kind of what I was doing. I was having to go in so much earlier than my clients to set up everything because at the end of the day, when I left, like it's not my space. Mm -hmm. I was in someone else's space. So I was having to completely shut down everything, Mm -hmm. lock everything up, move some stuff. It was a lot. But I mean, at first when you're growing, you're hungry, you're going to do it. Yeah. And it worked out really well. It was like pros and cons. Yeah. And then booth rent too. If you're ready to make your own schedule, because most of the time as a commission stylist, you're not making your own schedule. No. You are, the salon has certain hours that you have to work at work. Right. 
So if you're like, okay, I have my clientele, I'm solid, I'm comfortable booking my own appointments, I'm comfortable checking my clients out, mm-hmm. but I'm not quite ready for as much of the overhead, booth rent is good. Because yeah. most of the time, like, booth rent, salon-wise... Like, dip your toes in. Yeah, I'm not sure as far as, like, lashes or, like, other stuff like that goes, but as far as hair goes, I know, like, most booth rent salons will supply your shampoo, conditioner, back bar, mm. towels, snacks and drinks for your clients... Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of them you, are doing that now. Huh. Yeah. That's nice. Uh-huh. I know you can rent. What I've heard in like the lash industry is that people are renting a room within another mm-hmm. business and it's kind of considered like booth rent because mm-hmm. but they're like off to the side. And then I don't really know if there's in bigger lash salons, if you're renting the bed, mm-hmm. maybe that's a interesting. Thing. Like not having to pack it up and down. Yeah. Like you have your own room. Yeah. Yeah. It's also important too because some booth rent, like especially if you're part-time, there's someone else there when you're not there. So that's something that you have to think about too. Yeah. Your stuff can move. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) It's not necessarily your your chair. Yeah. Yeah, If you're there part-time. If you're there full-time. But you still have the risk. Like I have heard stories of stylists that I know who booth rent where stylists will go and like take their color or take their hair or Or take their brushes. Yeah. So it's important to like keep that in mind as well. Another good thing about booth rent as far as you paying your salon goes is it's most of the time weekly to my knowledge. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of good because it's like you don't have to fork up that money at the beginning of the month right away for your rent. You're kind of paying it weekly. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I got rent. I got to make sure I get these clients in, Mm -hmm. you know, to pay. You're not having to pay for like electricity or water or Wi-Fi or like any of that stuff, Mm -hmm. which is also nice. So those are kind of like those pros and cons of booth rent. The other hard thing about booth rent is that, in my opinion, so one of the reasons I didn't do booth rent and I went straight from commission to a salon suite mm-hmm. was because I wanted to create my own environment. That, that was, was hard for me. For that sure. was something I struggled with. Not only the aesthetic of the place, but the energy in there, the yes. clientele. I was just I very much like client experience since I've been in a commission salon has been important for me. Yeah. And it was like, I did not want to have to deal with the stylist's client and what they were talking about or. Yes, mm-hmm. that was really hard. And that's actually what made me like make this switch. It just, I felt like as my business was growing and I was getting more and more clients and the business I was located within was growing, they were getting more and more clients. Mm -hmm. And so there would be like chitter chatter and conversation over here about God knows what. And like my client would be trying to sit there, relax, get their lashes done, whatever. And I would just have to be like, oh my God, you know what I mean? Like you can't control when the owner of that business is going to bring people in. You can't control, you don't really have control over the entire space. Even like if they decide they want to move something from here to there and it like really messes up your flow, that's on you. But some people love that and they're okay with that. Yeah. And if you're fine with that and you're very like, hands off, go with the flow, Mm -hmm. not OCD like me or Destiny. Not a control freak. Yeah. (laughs) If you guys aren't like that, then it's completely fine. Like if you're like, it's a vibe. Everybody's here. It's chilling. And that's cool. That's perfect for you. you Like if someone touched my stuff, I'd be like, we're going to (laughs) fight. Like don't touch my comb. Don't touch my little square. Yeah. I'd be like, you know, like on movies where they'll like draw a line. And the same. Yeah. Like, like no. don't come over here. <laughs> don't even breathe. Thank you. Yeah. I'm like fine I'm, if you touch my stuff, but I'm like, it was more so. Well, if you touch my stuff and you don't put it back exactly where it's supposed to be, I'm going to know. Yeah. So. Yeah. She's, yeah. <laughs> I'm crazy. You can move something like two inches to the left and she'll be like, why is this moved? Yeah. But 
Yeah, I'm not quite there, but I definitely was more so like, I don't like the conversation they're yeah. having and you can't control that. So I got so busy with that. And it was just so much of like so many people in one place. And I don't do well in environments like that. Like I get anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like it was time mm-hmm. to expand. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. But you and don't I have think- to go to like your own space completely, like a whole salon. Yeah. Destiny went to a salon suite. Right, right. And there's a difference between salon suite versus your own space. Yeah. Pros and cons of that as well. And I think with all of these structures, commission, booth rent, it really comes down to your finances, mm-hmm. what you're capable of having overhead wise yeah and then also like your why so it's like overhead wise commission you are not responsible for anything you're gonna come in you're gonna do hair now if you want like special brushes you want honestly the first salon i worked at they even provided my brushes and stuff like that i think even my blow i can't remember if my blow dryer was i had to buy my own blow dryer and i remember that well, so they provided blow dryers, right? But, but they it wasn't were really one shitty blow dryers. Yeah. Like, I remember we would be blow drying. I'm not going to say the brand because that's messed up. But like, we would be blow drying, the girls would. And they seemed so techy. Like, they were touchscreen on the top and everything, right? These things would short circuit and shock oh. us. And <gasps> bitch, shut up. Bitch, yes. And they would like, the nozzle would just pop off and fly across oh, the room. No. And we were just like, the ghetto. The ghetto. But we were like, it's bougie yeah like this is not good quality it looked like i don't know that ipad of blow dryers yeah but it just it was not it was clearly not made by a stylist that's all i'm gonna say we were taping the nozzles on to the point where like all of us were like you know what we're just gonna buy our own because no No, ma'am we can't be doing that yeah could you imagine if you were blow drying your client and the freaking nozzle just like (laughs) boom (laughs) you'd be like i'm so sorry sorry (laughs) or like it short circuits and you're like that is awful. That's what happened. Oh my God. No. Yeah. Ew. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. Yeah. So just checking to see like what does your salon provide you? Yeah. Commission is definitely going to be like if you are out of school, you don't have anything saved. Maybe you're, you're a little scared. I, I liked working in commission at first because like I was able to feed off a stylist around me. Yeah. And like, they, it was they a way for me. Your wing kind of. Yeah. There's like big sister programs. Yeah. It was. Yes. I had kind one. Of like I love in, her. Shout out McKenna. Instead of like not assisting, I assisted in school, but like instead of not assisting when I was like licensed, I would just kind of like look around because like I'm the type of person I was like, I'm ready to go, you know? Yeah. But it's like some people do need more than that to like a commission salon would be great to create that environment, that support, that community a little bit better. And then when you're going into 1099 and booth rent, you have to be able to financially provide those supplies for you, your color, your tools, your taxes. I think a lot of people are like, oh my God, I make a hundred percent, but they don't realize like really at the max you're making 50, like at the max, really, you know, until you in... I'm not going to say until, like, really. I feel like even me, like, profit. You're shelling out a lot. You are. So when these people are talking to me and they're like, oh, but, you know, you're making every, like, you make all of that. I'm like, that's not take home. Yeah. That's not what I take home. Right. Like, and I'm big, and I am big into, like, investing back into my business. Oh, me too. Kind of thing. (laughs) 
And so it's like, okay, you think about like, I feel like when you are first going into booth rent, first going into like 1099, in your mind, think about, okay, I'm going to take home 50%. If you take home more, great. That's amazing. But I would like plan for at least. Yeah, set your pricing. If not more in the beginning, because you have to buy stuff. Okay, so then that's the thing about going on my own. Like the little things that added up like towels, capes, robes, toilet paper, just little, little tiny things Uh that you don't think about. I'm not going to lie. I'm a fight or flight kind of girl. Mm -hmm. And I was not prepared financially. I was not prepared to go into a salon suite, but I made it happen. Yeah. Because I'm the type of person I'm like, okay, this has to get done. I'm going to hustle. Yeah. Like I was not someone that had like a huge savings and was just able to comfortably Mm -hmm. like, no, I was working a lot to like compensate for the finances that it, that it caused in the beginning. Yeah. And salon suites aren't cheap either. They're not. They're like. They're really not. Yeah. How much was your first one? The first salon suite I was in was, I think it was three something a week, like 320 maybe a week. So over a thousand dollars a month. My first salon suite also you- like provided insurance and stuff for me, which was nice. Oh, that's cool. That's my a good second thing. and my third one I had to. In my salon suite, you had to provide towels and yeah. like other things that. I didn't have to beforehand. Yeah. That you just don't Um, think about. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. I don't know anything about the salon suite Mm -hmm. life. To be honest with you, I looked into it after I was in my situation where like we were both outgrowing each other Mm -hmm. and I was being really encouraged by everyone around me to like jump into renting a space and it's, it was so scary to me because I was like, that's a whole business. Like, I was like, I just did this, mm-hmm. to, you know, makeup for like in 2020, like we, I, you know, like everything kind of shit the bed. Yeah. And I wasn't right. able to go into the profession I went to college for. So I was like, I kind of just did this as like fight or flight too. Yeah. And then it took off and it was getting busier and busier. And I was like, I wasn't even planning for this. Yeah. So everybody was telling me like, no, you should just go get a big space. I was like. Mm -hmm. Do you know how daunting that is? Mm -hmm. So I looked into salon suites and then when I was looking at the prices Mm -hmm. and things like that, I was like, okay, there's less responsibility, but financially it's like, I think I got sticker shock at first. And it, and we're going to go into more detail about that because it's like, I feel like doing hair mm-hmm. versus doing lashes, mm-hmm. it's so different. It is so different. Because doing hair, you need more things in yeah. a building yeah. that costs a lot of money yes, to, to put do. into it. And so that's why these salon suites are so popular. Yeah, and it was really hard for me to salons. find salon suites for a lash artist. Mm-hmm. Like I would walk in and they'd be like, this is the shampoo. Like, and I'd be like, don't I really, don't need that. Yeah, And I know like the salon suite I'm in now, like they'll take out the shampoo. They've they said yeah, they don't it have it, but not everyone does that. No, but it's like, yeah, you don't necessarily need to pay that much for that area because you don't need the amenities that are inside of that area. Yeah. But we're going to bring you guys a part two. Yeah. Going into more detail about like salon suite versus like your own space and even what your own space means. Yeah. Because there's there's also so many options. Mm-hmm. Definitely check your market. Just kind of share our experiences. Yeah. That we've had mm-hmm. because again, we've, Literally, we've done it all. Yeah. We've, we've each gone through each one. Yeah. Like, just share a little bit about what was your journey? My journey? Of, yeah. From starting to do lashes? Like, okay, so I graduated from hair school. I went straight into a commission salon. <sighs> I worked in two commission salons from 2016 to 2018. Uh-huh. 
And then I went into a salon suite and was there for a year and had an awful experience, Mm -hmm. which I'll share with you guys. And then I was there for a year and then I went to a different salon suite and had an amazing experience Mm -hmm. and was there for, what year is it? (laughs) It's 2023, girl. (laughs) I think I was there for two years Mm -hmm. because I was there during COVID. So 2019, it's like 2000. The dark place? Mm Okay. Okay. And then I was at the place I'm currently at. I started there in August of 2021. Wow. And have been there. I'm going to be moving out of there next week. Time flies. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> I've been all over the place. You have. I really have. And then even within that, I worked for a makeup company doing yeah. 99. Oh, I also did lashes for a hot minute. Yeah. Destiny um, pushed me to do lashes. Yeah. And when I did la- when I did lashes, I was commissioned as well. I was helping out a friend. Mm. Her lash artist quit last minute. And so I was like, I'll do it. And honestly, it's funny because extensions are so tedious, but like lashes are way more tedious. And then I was pregnant during that time. And I felt like leaning over oh, with my belly. It was just like I was cramping so bad. Oh, no. And I was driving to St. Augustine. So it was just like, oh, it's a lot. it was a lot. But I didn't have to provide any clients. Like they had an entire clientele. That's nice. So it was like easy money. Like yeah. I would literally just go. Yeah. Get my check and go home. Mm. So. Yeah. So for me, I started working in the industry pretty fast and I went right into a commission-based salon, but I was assisting and the assisting structure didn't really have an end date. And I was noticing... You assisted after you graduated. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I graduated Aveda. And then assisted. And okay. then I started assisting in an Aveda salon. And the assistant structure didn't have like a set time. Wait, why did I not know that was an Aveda salon? I don't know. Proceed. <laughs> <laughs> that was so random. I'm sorry. Proceed. <laughs> I'll continue. <laughs> so... <laughs> so I think, I mean, was it a Veda? Now you're making me second guess. Was it a Veda? Maybe it wasn't. They had Bumble and Bumble. They had. I'm about to look it up. They had Bumble and Bumble. They had Moroccan oil and Redken color. It wasn't an Aveda salon. Okay. They used Redken color. It wasn't an Aveda salon. Okay. I'm like, am I tripping? I just remembered interviewing at so many Aveda salons. Okay. I lied. Scratch that. It didn't happen. So so I started assisting at a salon that was commission-based. And I was there for a little under a year, maybe. And I kept realizing that there were people who had been there assisting for years. And these were amazing assistants. And girl, it was not in me. I did not have it in me. I learned so much from those stylists, though. And I think it depends. It's like... it. It goes back to like even the commission, like it's like, what value are you getting out of this? Yeah. Like I got a lot of knowledge. Are you going to make me an assistant forever? That's what like, it, like when yeah. I was watching it, I was like, yeah, there's no growth. It's not okay if a someone's lot of assisting for years. I think it's hard too in these big salons because it's like, there's not even a chair for me. Which yeah. Is probably there was why like you end two up chairs being... available and I was looking around like these two chairs are for these two people. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be assisting for years like they did? Mm-hmm. I'm not about to wait that long to make money. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't wait that long. Yeah. Like the reason I went to hair school, if you watch like our first video, like I literally did not have the time. Yeah. So clock was ticking. I left there because it just was like not good for me mentally. Yeah. And I took some time to myself and then I went into the salon that was W2 
and the one that we just talked about that paid minimum wage and then you, if oh. you hit your goals. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I jumped right into doing hair there and then they had like the big sister program so I felt a little bit safer and I had like someone under, you know, they were like took me under their wing. Mm-hmm. Did that and then I actually left there. I left doing hair completely and I went into like the professional like cosmetic industry and I was working as a... What was my job title? So that was a situation where you you were a 1099, but didn't have to provide anything for the job. Oh, no, no, correct? wait. I lied. I didn't jump right into that. I left and I went to Dillard's. And when I went to Dillard's, I was managing for Armani and YSL. And I was like flying out to LA and I was training with Armani and YSL. And that was like a major perk, but that was Armani and YSL doing that. So then I got into this situation where like Armani and YSL were training me to do one thing and manage my counter and all of that. And then uh, and that was Dillard's was telling me, no, uh, that okay. was W2. Okay, okay. And then Dillard's was telling me a whole nother thing, but they both somehow paid me. It was really weird. Interesting. Like they both came together to create my pay. I feel like it's kind of like Sephora inside JCPenney. Yeah. Like it's, it's like, like Sephora. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that and then my mom got sick. I left and then I got into doing professional hair and makeup with weddings and TV and traveling and doing that on my own. And then I did the Emmys in LA and that helped me kind of get more of like a good reputation to freelance with brands. And then I started freelancing with like Too Faced and Makeup Forever Mario Badescu, Peter Thomas Ross, stuff like that. And I was going into all these Altas all over the place. That was all 1099. But so, you don't have to provide anything because you were more like no, sales. I was, no, they yeah. gave me all the products and stuff like that. Yeah. I was more like sales. So they were giving me all the things. And it helped me build my makeup artist kit, to be honest, a lot. Working for Armani yeah. and YSL, I got... My whole first makeup artist kit was Armani and YSL. So, like, I opened that thing and people were like, damn. Oh, like, you know that, like, meme where they're like, Ooh. Yeah, that was. Oh, Friday. Yeah, damn. damn. Yeah, that's exactly what I, that's what happened when I opened it. So, it helped me a lot. Okay. I was like, it was this, worth that. Oh, or the other one is like, this not, this you? This, this you? nice. Yes. That was, so that helped me build. And then like, obviously working with the other brands helped me continue to build good, yeah. good skincare for the, the like kit. And after, oh yeah. Cause oh my God. Yeah. But I was still doing Building hair styling. your makeup kit. It's expensive, dude. but there are ways around it. And I found those ways. Cause like she is resourceful. Oh, yeah. So we did that. That was actually very smart. Cause I crap. It's for the birds. I'm not going to lie. Well, yeah, because you, you're going to eliminate a lot of the money you're going to make if you don't do it the smart way. However, I ate some shit sandwiches. Yeah. But anyways, it was worth it. I had a great kit. And then I was still using my hair license because I was doing makeup and hair yeah. on the weekends. And then I would come in, freelance in store, build my kit. It was yeah. a great like system that I had going. Yeah. I highly recommend it if you want to get into being a makeup artist. Yeah. And then you pushed me to do lashes because I was going to college while I did that for business. And I was supposed to move from well, an account. and after COVID, all the freelance stuff was like yeah. I was an account coordinator, being stupid. Yeah, I was an account coordinator, and then I was set on track with a few brands to go into being an account executive, like an AE. And all of them were on the chopping block. It was crazy. They weren't telling us about hours. They weren't telling us about anything. And I was used to controlling my schedule, and mm-hmm. it wasn't even that. It was like we don't have hours for you, mm-hmm. and that means we don't have money for you. Mm-hmm. So. Then you pushed me. You were like, go do your lash thing. Because I had been asked to do lashes yeah. by multiple clients at that point. I was doing my own. It was like crazy. <laughs> and then that just like took off. Yeah. And I started 
the whole thing I just talked about. Yeah. And you did. Yeah. Inside of somewhere. And, uh-huh. then, and now I have my own space, the mm-hmm. storefront. Yeah. yeah. That's the journey. <laughs> Those the whole thing. We both have, we both have long, crazy journeys, but mm-hmm. cool. So we're going to kind of do a part two. Yeah. And we're going to share with you guys our experience of going into our own spaces. Yeah. Because we have both had very different journeys and just kind of share what that looks like. Yep. So stay tuned for the part two that'll be coming out as our next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks for being our blended babes, aka BBs. Join the conversation and let your voice be heard. If you're ready for a revolution, don't forget to leave us a review wherever you're listening and follow the journey on Instagram at blended underscore podcast. Share this episode with your BB who is ready to beautify the beauty industry and rewrite the standards. Get all the tea from this episode and more in the show notes. Bye. Bye.